Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Welcome to Women on the Line, Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Programme, produced at 3CR Community Radio in Melbourne on Wondery Country of the Kulin Nations and broadcast on the Community Radio Network. I'm Aoife Cook. In studio, we have Sisters Eye, who's joined us for a special rebroadcast of um, an event on Sunday, which we're going to hear all about. So thanks for joining us on Women on the Line. Thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. So the event is called Revelations and Radical Radio, and uh, the name um, was created in collaboration with Robbie Thorpe. We wanted to uh, create something where people can come and use art, spoken word, um, to speak truth back to power. So we thought Revelations was a great uh, uh, word in that respect, but also to celebrate 3CR's 40 years of broadcasting the radical truth on Radical Radio, so that's the title. Revelations and Radical Radio is three hours of spoken word of music. We've got dub, uh, reggae music, um, paying homage, of course, to the revolutionary roots of reggae, which have become a bit lost in this day and age, and uh, interviews with uh, people, international artists as well, who visited uh, a monthly spoken word event called the Pan-African Poets Cafe. So this event does happen on a monthly basis, but this specific one, Revelations and Radical Radio, was a radio broadcast of that particular event. Okay, and we're going to um, have a few extracts from that afternoon now on today's show, but all of the pieces will be available on um, the 3CR website as well. I'll give some more details later. Um, So maybe if you could just explain how the afternoon played out. It was a beautiful afternoon. We started off with Robbie uh, Thorpe and Viv Marlowe, um, who spoke to um, our request to acknowledge that we're on stolen land and to also as Pan-African storytellers to acknowledge that we actually can't tell stories so like culturally appropriately cannot tell story on stolen land when you haven't acknowledged or you don't really know sometimes who the traditional owners um, and the ancestors of that place actually are. Um, I think there is that consciousness that runs through a lot of indigenous cultures around the world. And so it was that was a way of opening up the space and saying that, you know, there are cultures that exist beyond Uh, Western concepts of land and property and also by extension beyond Western concepts of storytelling and the purpose and the function of storytelling. And then we went into some some dub reggae. Um, The intention was to have some book readings as well because we like to focus on um, uh, creating a platform for readings from classic African literature but also uh, a platform for new and cutting-edge African literature, literature very broadly defined, of course, if it's cutting-edge. Um, we had a rapper come in, one-sixth, um, and so he did like a slam poetry style. 
um, performance. We had Candy B, uh, a very popular performer on the scene, connected quite closely with the creative director of Hot Brown Honey. Um, coming in, she did some slam poetry as well and read from Audre Lorde, uh, which connected, was a beautiful reading because it connected very... Uh, People connected very deeply with Audre Lorde. I think Audre Lorde is a is a, a queer feminist writer who challenged us all and keeps challenging us all through her work that she left behind to keep telling the truth, even if we're going to be misunderstood. We also had some new poets coming in. We had Mercy. Um, she read a beautiful piece, a very powerful piece that she wrote still a little bit shy, which is always amazing because you just see like this this amazing vulnerability and um, this amazing style of delivery. But, you know, she still kind of gets really nervous and, and, and that's normal, you know, that's so normal for people who are starting out. Um, I'm going to do a piece that I wrote I think the start of last year, and I, <clears throat> pardon me, I named it Milky Butter, and um, I wrote this piece about a black child, a black male child, and I dedicated this piece to my nephew, who's five five years old now, and it's about the struggle in this society and how we're put in a group and stereotyped in a certain category because of so many different aspects, and I hope in the future when he grows up I can read this to him and tell him that it's okay and we know the struggle and we understand. Black child, from the nipples of my breasts will you taste the essence of life, the rich culture of our forefathers. Black child, we were kings, so dream everything royal in a world that has kingdoms no more. Stand tall on your two feet and claim what is rightfully yours, life love, family. Black boy, I see lands with men bowing down to the tall, you grown, you masculine built with threads of Nubian and soul of KwaZulu Natal, you, I see women crave to taste every inch of your soul as though their own through every utterance, spiritual. But ebony, I also carry pain and sing in agony when I hold your small black frame against my brown fitted form. The thought of childbirth is painful, but lesser than the barbaric society we live in. My constantly crying eyes see the cruelness this world is yet to, whether against you when those eggs captivate your yet fragile body. I'm talking about the blame game. Frame game, nine millimeter pistol in your hand. Gang is the only self-defense against the thief of life game. But that's not your portion of this life. I refuse to let you I refuse to let a monster breed from the sleepless nights of this pregnancy. Because this seed that germinated needs growth, not death, my burning back will be the fire that cleanses you. Whatever you do, I'll pray for you. My swollen feet will be the vehicle that carries away your heaviness. So rest easy, my little prince, mama's always your guardian. These vessels of life enlarge just to supply your body with milk of the heavenies. So no, I refuse to let you suck the life dry out of me and then cripple and transform into these stereotypical ideologies of what a black man should be. Because I know what you really are. King, let that ring in your ears like the bells of cathedrals. This world turns a playground after midnight. 
Make it go round, but whatever you do, don't dance with the devil, just run. Run like the coward you are not, but a cold all the time doesn't make you any less of a man, just run. They are chasing, and in your black life you have to face demons every day. Aim high to be thrown off the cliff again, that's what those wings are for, so you can fly again. Oh, black, you are indescribable. Uncontainable, my chest might just explode from this tangible feeling. Black, youngster, also grown to be a black man, this neighborhood mistreats black women, labeling them as hoes, bitches, sluts. Only fit to be video vixens and no wife. Every time you pick up a stone and cast those hits, you open up the wounds of childbirth in me again. You tear me up as though with regrets of having a black boy. But I wanted your existence. I craved and persisted. I fought with myself internally so I could hold you externally. Black is not a crime, just like Smokey Robinson once said. It's the core of our struggle, our forefathers' battles. So I say go on and be proud of something that shook the foundations of this earth. You must learn to walk upright like David in armor because kings don't have a bent soul. And Goliath was slayed by pebbles first before the sword. Black child, you are the light. Thank you very much. The Pan-African Post Cafe draws on a lot of different people. There's always new faces that come along to each session. Then we have like a core group of, of regular attendees as well. So um, yeah, the audience is just a mix of people who have seen us, um, our presence on Facebook, have spoken to friends, heard about us, people have gone to festivals and been told about us. We've got a lot of young, new, upcoming poets who are looking for a you know safe space to tell their stories in a place where they'll actually be understood because the cultural nuances aren't lost in translation we've got um a wonderful performer coming up now by the name of anastasia prempe hey how are you doing i'm good thanks so you wanted to uh perform a piece for us today um, on the theme of the Pan-African Poets Cafe, is that correct? Yeah. So it's define yourself for yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to hear it and I'm so honored that you responded to the call. It's called Heads Above Water. I'll get out. Out of the confines of you and I, I'll get out. Out of the image you constructed of me, I'll get out. Out of the dreams you buried me in, I'll get out, out of myself sometimes, I'll get out. To relax the boundaries of my mind, I'll get out. To hear a voice I don't recognize once in a while, I'll get out. Fingers digging deep into shoulders, cold breath rolling down spines, each step taken in silent chorus. I know all their words better than mine. Moving free only feels lonely the first time. Finding priorities in all the complexity gets easier over time, and synchrony can be a good thing, and networks require strengthening. And sometimes, when trying to keep a head above water, a reminder, I'll get out. Okay, this one's untitled. I'm told on special occasions that I resemble my father. 
and the lead in the pit of my stomach starts to calcify. I am my mother's child. Born into a name she had chosen and carried for more than nine months, I still search for the warm crook of her arm. When they say she looks just like her father, what I hear is she looks just like broken promises and spite. The challenge for a person who is seeking liberation through art is to define yourself for yourself. So to use art as, um, as a space of radical liberation, as a space of radical activism against dominant narratives as well, and to leave that as a legacy for the next generation coming up so that they can turn to that body of work and um, really reach in there for, I think, nurturance as well, like such an important part. I think we forget um, the importance of nurturing our souls as we go through life, facing stereotypes that often have an impact on our access to employment. Um, <laughs> you know, like real life death scenarios, real survival issues mm -hmm. um, come out of this misinterpretation of who we are. And even having control, you know, like it's almost like tools to have control over your life as you said, leaving for the next generation. Exactly, as as those tools were left for us as well by the mm. first generation of, of Pan-African writers, many of whom were critical thinkers who <laughs> left Africa, the Caribbean, to study abroad in Paris and then to start to use literature as a space to redefine the African continent, to redefine the African person, because so much of the literature that was circulating about that time was used to justify the civilizing mission within colonization, you know, to, to see Africa as the dark continent in need of white saviors filled with pagans who were out killing each other and you know had absolutely no morality whatsoever in desperate need of god i am five and i am ugly i am five and i am ugly my hair is short so short i look like a little boy a lot of people think i'm a boy i'm a tomboy so i do not mind boys seem to have more fun than girls anyway i like football and star wars I like reading and I am writing and I like my brothers and sisters. I am five and I am ugly. I am five and I am ugly. My older sister is dark skinned, just like me. But her mouth is thin, as thin as a pencil. Her lips are not ugly and thick like mine. My older sister is dark skinned like me. But her nose is as straight as a ruler, is not as wide and round as mine. Everyone says she is beautiful and I agree. She is beautiful and I am ugly. She is beautiful and I am ugly. She is beautiful and I am ugly. My younger brother is light. So light we tell him he is adopted. We tell him that mum found him downstairs by the dustbins. In fact, we tell him his father is white. <laughs> we tell him he is not one of us and he is too little to argue. Everybody loves him. His skin colour draws oohs and ahs and ahs and oohs. And I am five and I am ugly. I am five and I am ugly. I am in the middle. The troubled middle child, this ugly little thing who no one ever compliments. There is nothing about me that makes adults smile. There's nothing about me that could be classed as beautiful. 
You see, I'm not a pretty girl child. I'm not a sweet girl child. I'm not a cute girl child. I am not a gentle girl child. I am rough and tumble. I am climbing frames and falls. I am trees scrambled up and conquered, smashed, busted lips and scraped knees. I am torn school uniforms and scuffed up shoes, slaps and pinches for bad behavior. I am loud voice and brashness. I am the taking of no prisoners. I do not know my place. I do not know how to sit still. I do not know I'm supposed to move quietly in this world. I do know that I'm ugly and I know this because no one ever tells me I am beautiful or pretty or cute. Strangers do not look into my face and smile. My mother's friends do not compliment me on my lovely long luscious hair. I am invisible, the invisible middle child sitting in between the acceptable face of blackness. I am her shadow child, her not really there child, her dark enough to blend into the background child. And that was by London-based international guest, Kat Francois. So uh, the evening ends off, or ended off, with the, the launch of a dub poem, a collaboration between myself and Third Culture, Melbourne-based producer, and it's called God is a Black Woman. Um, and so that was a contribution to, to the space that I wanted to make. Um, that particular piece was written after a long conversation with a poet in Zimbabwe who introduced me to the concept that the word that we have in our culture for God is still the same word that we use for the Christian God that was imported. And that I had never, I'd always questioned that. I'd always questioned how we came up with an indigenous word for God, which is Mwari. But I could never find anyone who could tell me where that word originally came from and what it meant. And our concept, our indigenous concept of God is actually gender non-binary. So, and if you want to, you can actually make God a woman as well. And after having this conversation with this artist, this poet in Zimbabwe, it really shifted my consciousness because it allowed me to see that when your vision of God is something or someone external to you that you can never be or become, and the whole idea of God is everything that is invested with everything that is good and everything that is outside of God is satanic and demonic. By seeing God as something other than what you are, you automatically paint yourself as demonic. So God is a black woman, I know, is a very challenging piece for many people um, who, you know, are staunch believers in, in Christianity. But it, for me, it's like that's, that's the only way that I can come closer to loving myself fully and completely and not second-guessing everything that I do, <laughs> which I think is, is probably the most um, challenging part of the, the post-colonial experience, decolonizing our minds, decolonizing our mentality, because we no longer need the missionaries or, you know, anyone um, above us saying to us, well, you know, you, you, you're pagans and satanic and demonic and you need to clean yourselves and become white as snow in your conscience and in your heart. We no longer need somebody doing that outside of ourselves. We do that to ourselves. Mm. Mm. So that's where art becomes a very important part about, you know, liberating your consciousness, expanding your consciousness in a way that, you know, free yourself from mental slavery. It's what Bob Marley said. <laughs> Thank you to Sister Zai and for all the poets featured on today's show. You can find out more information about the Pan-African Poets Cafe on their Facebook page and also recordings from the event and further links on 3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line. 
Our final piece for this week's show is God is a Black Woman, which runs for eight minutes. The next piece has some sexually explicit language, so if that's not your thing, tune out now. She told me not to be political. We don't want anything political here, okay? I nodded, and in my heart felt despondent. Cause you see, no, my writing is not political. My writing is my truth. My writing is life seen through a sister's eye, as in sister's eye. Seen? Nothing written here but the truth of where I've been and what I've seen. Where I've been with these two feet of mine and a heart born to shine. And truth is, truth hurts. But that's no reason to reject reality and hide from fact in an act in a play called Nothing Political. Truth is, I live in a politicized body, a body forced to accommodate hurt. Truth is, I live in a politicized body, a body etched with meaning I play no part in creating. Truth is, I live in a politicized body, a body etched with meaning I didn't sketch or go out seeking. Truth is, I live in a politicized body, black skin, afro, and mouth curled around chapters of history, purposefully hidden, kidnapped, disappeared, missing. Chapters of history, purposefully hidden, kidnapped. Disappears, missing. I live and move around in black skin, branded with meaning. I played no part in creating. I live and move around in black skin in a world taught to shoot on sighting. So I'm always left wondering if this time I'll be shot down, shut down, shut up. Or if I'll be letting just the way I am in this last skin. I live and move around in black skin, so I'm constantly wondering if this time I'll be letting just as I am in this black skin, or will I be forced to engage in another sitting? That is. If I've still got the strength to keep moving through this bullshit shit system. So no, my writing is not political. Except I live in this skin that's caused revolution and counter-revolution. Come on, are you still dreaming? After civil rights. After apartheid after decolonization I still live in a politicized body that is now written into the laws of popular culture as some part human and rest part animal don't believe me turn on your television as it tells lies to your vision about the black woman hold her down it says have your way it says advertised as the mule of the world we're told that if she is stubborn then just give her a kick 
and command her to get on her knees and lick your sick. No, my writing is not political, but my body is the site of the most radical. You see, I had aunts whisper in my ear about the sacredness of my sex. Did you hear? I said, I had aunts whisper in my ear about the sacredness of my sex. I'm not talking about some Hail Mary virgin birth. I'm talking about sex. Love making with the intent to heal and birth. Love that bathes lovers in the unashamed gush of my healing waters. That's the sacredness of my sex. My black pussy ought to remind you of the original black pussy that birthed a world of seven billion and more. Lick it. I dare taste the origins of your life on my lips and I bet you will bow down to the sacredness of my sex. God, your creator, is a black woman. God is a black woman carrying worlds between her legs at the soft, warm meeting of strong thighs. God is a black woman carrying life in bellies and feeding life with breasts full of sweet milk. Suck on this truth, I dare you. Suck. God is a black woman, but you don't know this goddess divine. Black divine. Cause we've been brainwashed to fear God. Brainwashed to see God as an angry old man. Hell bent on punishing us. Disciplining us. Always watching us. But that's not love. My God is love. My God is a black woman who dances wild, eats big, laughs hearty. Truth is, God is a black woman. Say her name. Say her name. Say her name. Say her name. God is a black woman.
Women on the Line is Community Radio's National Women's Current Affairs Programme. It's produced and presented by a range of women broadcasters from 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network with funding support from the Community Broadcasting Foundation. The theme music for Women on the Line is Slideshow at Free University by Le Tigre. Women on the Line programmes can be downloaded at 3cr.org.au forward slash women on the line.